only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself double facts we rolling hey guess what it was a couple days ago your bb day my birthday how young are you now too bad we weren't recording i was just some i was throwing some sweet uh some sweet street signs there (laughs) i am 32 years young is a great way of looking at it. I appreciate Stop. that. 32. Yeah. 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, and I got to. For all of our Spanish listeners. Mm, I get to spend my 32nd birthday in a hotel room by myself, which without any context <laughs> actually sounds good. Like knowing that oh, my kids, man. but it was good. Cassie yeah. ordered me uh, Uber Eats. It was a surprise meal. So I gave her a list of restaurants and she, yeah, it was actually honestly just the nicest thing in the world. I was, I think it's weird when you get older and you appreciate the little things more and more, but she, she ordered a meal, got delivered to my room and it was just so thoughtful and so considerate. It made it taste even better. Your wife is wonderful. I, you know what? It's, it's scary. Oh man. I strive to be more like her with my husband regularly. Hey, I, don't cut yourself short. You're you're just as wonderful in your own way. Yeah, I uh, yeah I could name a long list of things that I've uh, n- done incorrectly or forgotten over the years. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to chastise myself like that right now. Maybe I, maybe save that. For I actually, me. do it like medieval time style. I have like a. The cat oh nine tails and just once a month i walk through the house yeah yeah yelling at my sins and whipping my back at the very least cassie knows i, I recognize my oh my god <laughs> sorry speaking of uh your sins i was gonna suggest a segment idea for Ooh, the podcast i like segments called the confessional <laughs> Where we have to confess something uh, <laughs> from our past, present, whatever uh, that that we would like to be forgiven for. So first off, is that dumb? I'm in. I'm in. I think it's good because I think you know in in, I'm in. in keeping with okay. the you know people ask me what the podcast is about. I've really just boiled down to a variety show. We'll talk about yeah. it, later. but the underlying theme being you know making yourself just a little bit better. Yeah. Um, like we talked about before before we started recording, it's, the idea is not yeah. to um, dwell on your past failures, but to mm. acknowledge your shortcomings so you can continue to improve. Improve, yeah. Um, it's a yeah, constant. I'd be, I'd be yeah. down with that. Good. Um, you said past, present, or whatever. I'm assuming whatever yeah. meant future, which I would love to leverage and just apologize in advance. Pre, yeah. For my future sins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
just that way when Cassie listens to the show, and then by that point I probably already did what I was apologizing for in the future. She's pretty mm-hmm. slow getting through the. It's a long, long show, so I don't blame her like, for oh, it. Oh, he's already forgiven for that. Okay, okay. It's probably a great example now calling her out for being slow to get through it. I apologize for that. That was a sin. Should appreciate the <laughs> fact that she's at least listening to it. So mm-hmm. by the time you hear this one, Cassie, you'll have heard that I said I'm sorry. Yes, most of. Can you acknowledge your sins in advance of them? I don't think that counts. Or is it like, because I think what 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 you're talking about is when you because if you're err, predicting your you, sin, you make a mistake. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So no. So if you're like predicting, I yeah, I don't think so because I think the the prediction of sins is accepting like you're already saying I'm going to do them, but it doesn't forgive you for them. Yeah, you're just like okay. Just saying with like. Yeah. Your shortcomings. Yeah. So is there a difference? I don't, I don't think that. So that's something like, I thought about in my, so we haven't recorded in two weeks. Special. So I had been pretty busy with work. Um, mm-hmm. But. You're, uh, are you allowed to say? Oh, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you already mentioned it. You're currently self-isolating. Yes. Uh so that you can go yeah, I'm gonna go, go to, away. I'm just going to go to Latvia. For a while. Deal. Peace out. Um, <clears throat> it's a, it's a well-publicized yeah. mission, so I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that we're going to Latvia. I'm actually very excited because mm-hmm. we're going to be working with a bunch of other nations. It's no top secret. Yeah. They don't trust me with top cool. secret, so um, <clears throat> I quite frequently get... Are you going to make new friends, you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. I'm a people person by nature. So if I do well in this yeah. mission, it's either because I did my job well or I was just friendly enough that no one noticed me not do my job well. I'm banking <laughs> on a second. <clears throat> yes. Sweet. So. But bonus if you if, if you yeah, get the first. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe a little column A, a little column B. A healthy mix. Yeah. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. Oh my God. Sorry, you said column and it made me think of colon and that fucking <laughs> TikTok. I sent you a TikTok where this girl is like lying on her bed or whatever and she's like uh after your boyfriend leaves and uh you know the smell of his oh yeah colon the way she spelled it because it was written it wasn't uh like verbal and she spelled yes like she had yeah so she she spelled colon but she was trying to write cologne and this guy stitched it and he's just like if you are smelling his colon after he's no longer there, that's an issue. <laughs> Got to get that checked out. And I sent it to you immediately. Yeah, like, I think medical, which is so good. I've actually been um, not on social media a lot since I got mm. here. But it's because mm. I watched this terrifyingly informative documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Yes, yes. I've heard that that's Have you heard of this? Yeah. So you should watch it. I feel like I think in yes. a few days okay. I'll just be over it. Mm-hmm. But it, and I think this is one of those fun things that we experience in the world where we know what's going on, and we're or, or not what's going on. Going on implies some sort of malicious intent, or we're trying to live in blissful ignorance. But I think everyone understands how social media works, uh, especially right. those people yeah. who are trying to grow their social media. So they understand how algorithms work, and they understand how. The, the databases and the systems are set up um, 
to operate them. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way the social dilemma puts it is like, you're being manipulated by these tools to encourage you to be on them more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's part um, of it, though. Yeah. It is part of it. But they kind of paint it in a sinister tone. Oh, I which see. They do a really good job of. Because you kind of walk away from it going, I need to. What can I do? Because I've already, like, you know, I've got a Google account. I've got Facebook. I've got Instagram. I've got yeah. TikTok. I've got all these things that are collecting all my information. They've got you. But one of the things that they're saying, too, which is something that I don't think many people think about is that uh, these companies, most of the time um, when you're using a service or product from a company, you're paying for that service or product and then you get that service in return. So if I wanted the most beautiful flower arrangements in the world, I would go to Amethyst Floral and I would get that product after I paid money for it. sure? Yes, okay. But we use these really powerful tools, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Google, uh, and they're absolutely free to use. Mm-hmm. It's genius. So the question is, who's paying? Who? What is the product? And yeah. who is paying for the product? Okay, so... So we think Facebook yeah. and Instagram and Google are the products. But the reality is, is we, as the users of these tools, are the products. And it's our mm-hmm. information being sold that's, uh-huh. that's making the money. So that's why I went... And that's true, you know, because it's sponsors and st- things like that that help keep them afloat uh, it's not the sponsors it's, their, stuff is a big it's the ads so i think facebook's like yeah overall sorry revenues. that's like when you see like a sponsored post or whatever yes that's exactly yeah, what it ads, is yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's obviously yeah. bigger on facebook but because like, i don't see too many ads like i disagree instagram's getting like that and tiktok actually too at least they open with the ad and then when you scroll... No, when I scroll through TikTok now, it's like there's like three ads in a row every Oof. once in a while. I'm like, Yeah, what it's is super this? annoying. But, and all that's tailored. Yeah. So but, they, uh, they, yeah. they measure literally everything. Yeah. How long you've watched the ad. Did you click the link in the ad? Did you scroll immediately past the ad? And they use that to mm-hmm. refine the ads that you're receiving so that you'll spend longer on them. It's pretty crazy. So I heard this about YouTube. Apparently YouTube was like the first place to sort of launch this type of algorithm to help cater content to you to keep you sucked in yes and on the platform as long as possible um i could be wrong but this is just i I think you're what i've heard and i find that youtube is probably the least uh catered platform to me when i use it I use it for only a few things, like workout videos mainly, um, and then I'll look up some tutorials for like DIY projects usually. And then lately, we've also been watching like kids, yeah, video mm-hmm. clips of elephants and stuff like that for Anson, right? And I feel like the the algorithm is just off always. Like if there's ads on the side or like sponsored uh videos whatever it might be the content is like never i don't want to click on it i'm like what is this they'll give me like two links to other videos of what i'm already watching and then the rest of it is basically useless in my opinion to me um and i'm like how how did they go so wrong 
but uh, maybe I just don't use it enough. Like maybe if I spent more long periods of time on it, it would. But like the most I'll spend is an I, I, hour on the same video. Yeah, and I think that's probably what it is. You're not feeding enough into the equation for them to to fine tune it for you. But I'm pretty sure they mentioned mm -hmm. um, YouTube and the social dilemma. And I don't know if this is still true, but I knew I know up until I don't know when I read this, like last year at some point, that YouTube yeah. is the number two search engine. I believe that in the yeah, world for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel right? like a lot of this stuff that you look up now. You want videos or images to support your search. Very rarely do I look something up and just want to read. Like I want images that support what I'm looking for or a video that explains it or like it's that firsthand mm -hmm. experience type stuff that I think makes it a little bit more um, not accurate like seem more relatable or watchable right. I don't know yeah but yeah I just uh, I've got that on my list of like documentaries to watch but I feel like I'd have to really hunker down and dedicate whatever it is the hour and a half or two hours I'm assuming that it is to watch it yeah I think it's somewhere around an hour and a half but yeah it's not like super complicated so you don't need to be like hella engaged um oh okay like, yeah I, they make it simple. I know you're talking about those movies you're like yeah it's cerebral i got my brain going i gotta pay attention to this yeah. um, well that whole like zeitgeist series um i feel like i had to like real pay attention so i watched that with really close because i was like it's going so fast too much information i yeah. have to re-watch it because i haven't watched the whole thing and i haven't even watched the whole first one i was uh i was drinking drinking with oh, broom okay. we put it on i was like my god if this is all true holy crap but uh i got really tired i kept falling asleep and yeah um <laughs> yes uh it's it's interesting i feel like i watched it in my early 20s i want to say originally um and it kind of like blew my mind uh, in the sense that, like, I'd never uh, thought that deeply about, like, the way the political systems work and the way the whole world functions and, like, it's a big set of, like, moving gears and whatever. Um, and it kind of expands your mind to think in terms or ways that I think one of my uh, high school philosophy teachers was trying to get us to think. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think he was successful because we were all... <laughs> like burnouts uh which usually are the prime demographic for philosophy yeah yeah and when you're, high, I'm sure when you're high and you're just like did our tree branches just tree bones <laughs> like those kinds of questions did did i uh okay yeah yeah you like did send that one talk about tiktok a lot on this yeah dude when you like think of the you know <laughs> Oh my god. With his like eyes partly closed. <laughs> yes. I guess all his videos are like that. They're hilarious. Hilarious. Which has gotta be like I feel like I should start shit. plugging all of these these accounts to share, but I'm not that fast. Gotta write them yeah. down. Also I didn't even know that you were and I know you'd mentioned it, um, but starting to create little show notes. 
So uh, my buddy Leroy, who shared the podcast on Facebook, he started oh, asking yeah. questions about the microphones. And I was like, what, what microphone stand are you talking about? He goes, it's, uh, it's in the link. I was like, what link? And then I had to go back into the uh, into Spotify and I looked at the description and you linked those products. Um, yeah, I do that for all of our episodes. Yeah. That's insane. Like, what a piece of shit partner wow. I am. You're doing all the creative work and all of you <laughs> show up and talk. <laughs> so yeah. this is like my forte. Um, so I don't mind doing it. No, I, I've honestly just been copy pasting the show notes uh, to allow people to contact us. So it's got like our Instagram handle, our email, which I should probably update um, because it's our old email. And then the audio equipment, just because that's like a kind of like a question that I think comes up in people's, um, the yeah. anybody who's wanting to yeah. get into podcasting, I think has that question. Um, or that I've noticed so I know I've had that question so I was like I'm just gonna put it out there and then I I tried to um to link people that we mention as well just because anyway it helps uh I couldn't find his podcast though and I wanted to mention that um so if we can get a hold of his so link for his podcast I'd I'll, love I'll to share it with you actually I'll do it right now before I forget but his is it's um it's not a Okay. Not a podcast. If I said that on the last episode, I apologize. Um, oh, sorry. It's a YouTube channel that he's got. Oh, I misunderstood. Maybe. Oh yes, so that I is. Will share yes, this that's with right. You. Maybe yeah. It's called "We Made It to Tuesday," and honestly, the way he speaks, um, he's a very thoughtful, considerate individual, and the messages that he communicates—they're all very short videos, and you know, two two minutes about. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like easy to. Yeah, yeah, and they're just quick, like sort of, you know, I don't know who needs to hear this, but kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just got a really positive framework that he builds his message around, and and I think that's more of what what needs to be put out there, especially on social media. Love it. It's just the positivity. Sick. Yeah, it's really really good stuff to listen to. Um, you said something, and it made me think. It's gone now. Home brain. Oh, uh, right. yes. <laughs> there it is. Or is it that ADHD we were talking about? Anyways, um, uh, you you were talking about what he talks about, and it made me think of Cassie's friend, Amy. Or Amy. 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 If you're French. Um mentioned that my voice sounds very soothing yes i don't know if that that. message was supposed to get back to me or not uh but i just wanted to shout out and say thank you uh because i find that my voice is extremely monotone and uh dull so that made my day which is awesome it was nice i i enjoy it I like the positivity. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that in one of the episodes too, where you talk about your your monotone. Or did you say that um, like on a on a group call or something? Oh, that was during our our good our goodbye our yeah, goodbye. Yeah, no, definitely not monotone. Group call. It's, it's hard yes. to appreciate the sound of your own voice. That's, pro- that's one of the reasons oh. why I don't listen to the podcast once we're done recording because I it's so weird to hear yourself. Oh talk. really? Oh yeah. I agree, but I feel like I'm trying to get in the habit of re-listening 
for a multitude of reasons. I know that I mentioned this to you, uh, like being able to analyze how we're talking, intonation, tone, the flow of things, just like you're reviewing your work and uh, trying to improve on it. So I feel like that's kind of my purpose for yeah, work, for I should listening. probably do that too. Um, yeah. And also, I forget a lot of what we say immediately after I say it. Um, so yeah, I think it's good because sometimes, like, Jordan will listen to it, you know, a week or two later or whatever, and he'll be like, oh, you know when you guys are talking about this? I'm like, uh, remind me what so, I said? I don't know. <laughs> Dad does that to me all the time. He'll he'll send me a text. And it's kind of Referencing funny. whatever episode he's listening to, and I'm like, I need some okay. context, Dad, because... I, I have no idea what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Debrief. The, the podcast made mm-hmm. made some rounds a couple of weeks ago. Thank you to Leroy for sharing it on, on Facebook. But Yeah. So I got some really funny texts yes. as a result. So. Okay. Katie and Mike. Do we want to share them? Yeah, or is one, it like... one of them I will. Okay. So, so Katie and okay. Mike. Um... Shout out. You did the flowers for their wedding, right? I know. And, uh, They're lovely. <laughs> so At the not my not my flowers. Just so we're clear that as a couple. Oh, I definitely thought you were talking about the flowers. Good, good distinction. No. Oh God. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I'll, I was that I'll do all the plugging for your business. It's just tacky when you do it. I roll. Um, yeah. So Mike sent me a message the day he was listening to the first episode, and he goes, "I have a question." Okay. And I say, go for it. He goes, is it my wedding you're talking about in the four minute mark of the first episode? LOL. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure. I was so confused for a second. Yeah. I had to think back about it, but it was during the intro of like, you know, our, like our first intro to the show and who we are and stuff. And we were talking about your flower business. Yeah. And, and I said, uh, here's just one of the few things oh, that worked at that wedding. Anyway. So I, got, I know who'd have thought eh, that they would listen to it, but uh, I got it on good authority that they both laughed very hard and it wasn't something that upset them. Okay. Um, they did appreciate the oh, fact good. that you did wonderful flowers. Uh, and there were only a few things that didn't go well at okay. the wedding. Uh, my, my joke took a little bit of artistic yeah, license, weird. Uh, to make it funnier. But <laughs> You mean you exaggerated? It's We have this, um, this saying at work. We have um, we have a tradition where we get together as a group of officers and we share all the funny stories uh, about each other that happened throughout the year. Um, so we get to mock people a little bit. Like confession. Yeah, kind of like confession. Um, okay. But usually it's like when you make you know tactical mistakes cool. or, um, as an example, we had one guy, um, we had a coffee break one morning and uh the guy who's second in command for the regiment comes down and uh and he just finished pt so he went out for a run came to work shower change came down for a cup of coffee and uh because of covid and everything like that you can't pour your own coffee it's everything's controlled so one person controls the coffee and we use disposable mugs and stuff so everything is uh clean and sanitary but we can still enjoy a coffee break together with all these restrictions in place of course this was before all these lockdowns and whatnot so i'm Masks. Yeah, I'm not sure it's changed. And we do, we wear masks and stuff and we separate in order to, well, um, I guess that's just for anyone listening. Like, yeah, coffee breaks, but 
things are on the up and yeah. up. You're doing um, all the things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he was <laughs> he was back from his run, and you know sometimes when you don't have a lot of time to shower, you're still you look warm after you've done your physical training. And so this guy who's serving him coffee, I won't name names, said, "Oh, yeah, it's warm out there. You look moist." <laughs> I was like, you just, <laughs> "You just told that you know the deputy head honcho of this entire regiment that he looks moist." So, <laughs> what we would do if we were uh, carrying on with our traditions this year, which because of COVID, a lot of them are social based and they've been right. yeah. uh, canceled, uh, we would have brought up that story in a very funny okay. way. And we, we always say, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, so that's why I said your flowers were the only thing that worked at the wedding. Ah, uh, okay. Because uh, it was true. Because there was a grain of truth. Yeah. I keep looking at my audio and, like, my my audio bars are spiking. So I'm going to have to normalize the shit out of this when we're done. Because there's a built-in oh, okay. mic right here. Oh, I see. Cool. It's, like, right, so in, your, we're gonna have to, right uh, in your face. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we'll gonna have to switch to the lapel mic next time to avoid this. That's fine. Yeah, we we're we're gonna be experimenting with different audios. Uh, I think throughout this little adventure whilst you are away. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So the yeah. time difference is seven hours. Okay. So like we wouldn't be doing it now, if I no. were there already. No, I feel um, like it'll end up being like a. Saturday, you're seven hours ahead. Yeah, so like Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, so it'll be like Sunday afternoon, Sunday, Sunday morning. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, I think that might be best. Yeah, we'll have to dial okay. it in a bit, but it's definitely doable, and I want to keep doing we, it because we've got some momentum, and I want to keep it going. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is uh, like my social time, especially now that we're in a state of emergency. So what you should also do. Um, I got that Zoom recorder, and if you have it with you when we record, you can okay. use it to call someone on your phone and record their audio on a third oh. track so yes. we can start having guests on the show. We'll have to okay. mess around with it a bit to, to, to figure it out, but yeah. um, all we need is like a jack to go from the phone to the recorder, and that's it. Easy peasy. I like it. Plain and simple. Yeah, I need I need things that are plain we'll and simple because I complicate everything in my life, and uh, I need technology I don't, I don't to be simple. I just lied to you. <gasps> yeah, we'll have to figure out how to make sure that we can all three of us hear each other. Uh, yes. Without your microphone picking up their audio. Right, that'll be the tricky. So that'll be tricky. The pickle, so to speak. I wonder if I just spent three hundred dollars for nothing. We'll find out. Because <laughs> what if we can't? No, it out? I think I think it's figure outable. Yeah, I think it's fine. Figure outable. Where did I see it's, that? It's uh, in the dictionary did for you sure. Did you post about that? I don't know. I didn't. Are you being serious? Are you trolling? I just, I just no. I just saw something on. Oh, maybe it's in a book I'm reading. Oh, maybe. Um, it's yeah, called Atomic Habits, but it's. Everything is figure outable. I see. It's basically what it is. Yeah. Um sweet. I, I have a couple uh topics. Do it. Not a huge uh necessity, but um so 
I feel like I have I told you this backstory about the nothing game. No. Okay. Uh <laughs> so growing up, I, I'm I'm gonna give you the abridged slash Cole's notes version. But uh this was a game that we used to play with my dad. So my brother and I and my dad. And uh like in the middle of a conversation or uh you know you'd like go into somebody's room to ask them a question or whatever you go oh hey hey sean and sean would go oh yeah jenna and then you reply oh nothing and walk away and we did that randomly for forever (laughs) just like there was like our thing like dad would call sometimes and be like oh hey jenna you know what i was thinking i go oh what have you been thinking oh nothing i'd be like seriously and he's like yeah that's all i wanted and would like say bye like that was it just wanted to troll yeah so it was like just one of these quirky things uh and now we've got jordan doing it with us and i'm hoping to do that with anson but i today decided that i'm going to do the gasp game because it worked so good on Jordan earlier. <laughs> oh, did it? So I had like a can of. Uh, You're gonna stress him the fuck out. <laughs> I had this can of ginger ale. Yeah, I know. I should probably not. It's kind of cruel, but. It's a little mean. I, I, I know, but I was like, <laughs> I think I can be tactful with this and make it kind of funny, <laughs> but, or I'm just evil. Um, and so the can had kind of like if it had been shaken a little bit like the top of the cap the lid sort of like popped up and it wasn't possible to like push it back out to open it but it's right where the opening um part of the the lid is so when you like pop the top or whatever um anyways it's right there so i was like jordan can you help me with this and he comes over to the table opens it for me turns around and leaves and i go <gasps> as he's walking away and he's like oh my god and <laughs> i got him so good and i was just like said nothing just had like this shit eating grin on my face and he was he rolled his eyes like he rolled his eyes so hard sound <coughs> came out of it <laughs> oh my god like so mad so do you and, know why that uh, got him so good like, not funny like so mad anyways and i was like i just came up with a new game because uh he doesn't get got very often I so think. I, it, it became apparent to me immediately why you got him so good with that particular one okay do you know I why cut, he thought i cut myself no no I think Why? it's because he expected it to be foaming and overflowing. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Because of all the Miller high lives that he's had <laughs> happen to him. Yes. Oh, my God. He gets so angry, he hucks them into the backfield. Yes. The PTSD. <clears throat> so that. I think that's why that worked. Oh. So for, for, for the listener. Damn. A, um, There's a backstory. Hammond won't drink Miller high life anymore because every single time he opens a can, even if he treats it like plutonium 234 yeah before he opens it it'll foam over and spill out on him and he absolutely loses his mind every single time to watch like every single time if it weren't for the waste of beer yeah yeah 
So it's because it's the champagne like of beers. Did you know? It that's a good point. I wonder if they did that intentionally, like overcarbonated it, so, so you get fucked every time you open yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, that's a fun game. You're gonna start doing this with. Nothing like creating tension for no reason in the household. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I I think that's why I like the nothing game because it's so harmless and like nobody gets hurt and like yeah. there's no stress associated with it. You're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, nothing, right? You got me, whatever. Dad used to do something similar to that's us. Good. Good. We'd have a conversation okay. with him from another room. We'd go in and, hey, dad, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he'd leave and he goes, Hey, call it. And I come back and you go, oh, nothing. And then you'd leave. Hey, call it. And you come back. Nice. And he'd be like, where would you be if I didn't call you back right now? And you're just wasting your time, which is pretty well the same thing as the nothing game. It's just a waste of someone's That's time. That's legit. That's legit. Yeah. I try to do that with William and Olivia, but uh, they don't listen right now. So. Okay. I'm like, hey, Olivia, come here. And she just keeps walking away. Right. So it doesn't work. I'll have to wait till they're a bit older. I'm independent. I learned this week that, you know, like when you're explaining something to your toddler and then you say, don't do that. And then they reply with no. Yeah. That's because it's very frustrating, mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, that, that's not an option. I mean, no, like you're not listening to me. It's actually because they're registering. They're registering in their brain that that's a no. And they're vocalizing almost like a confirmation. They're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. right. So they're not saying so it, no to you. They're saying that's a yeah. no thing. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's almost like their brain being like, that's a no. Got it. Okay. Check. Yeah. That's Nailed a nay nay ride. Yeah. But instead, it just comes out, no. And you're like, ah, I can't anymore. Anyways, yeah. Because Anson did that at the dinner table and Jordan looked at me and he's like, what? What? And I was like, oh, that's this is his confirmation message to us <laughs> that he has processed that that's not. Message not okay. received. So where did you learn this? Yeah, he likes to stand on his uh, on his table uh, chair. Sorry. I learned this on the talk. Uh, there's there's a lady I follow uh, that has a lot of like mm. uh, parenting tips and advice and stuff like this. And she breaks down a lot of like the psychology of toddlers which i find really helpful because i don't know it at all so so uh yeah i caught most of that the uh the internet is thankfully recording separate audio files so if i don't hear what you're saying it's still being recorded on your end um did, does she have any formal background oh in yes yeah child development yes uh i'm i'm not i i couldn't tell you her specific accreditation but she is like heavily accredited in all kinds of like psychological children psychology like development early childhood stuff Sweet. yeah yeah like bottom line she's not just researching it and, yeah. and knowing she's educated in it yeah and she, yeah she has a lot of uh information that's like paid i i think so you can access like uh guides and uh documents that she has created um but i think it's paid content reasonably so like yeah exactly you gotta make a living it's a pandemic 
it's life you know um so i get that but yeah her her information also just seems a lot of like common sense which is you need a reminder sometimes you know it's it's really true it's it's there's almost information overload sometimes it's hard to see the wheat for the chaff there's too much out there and there's too many competing ideas and theories and sometimes oh wait 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 jordan will really like this sometimes (laughs) it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame Ooh. i think i said that right he'll like that he'll have a little giggle it's a little inside thing with his work no he went to like safety training and the guy said that a million times apparently and all the guys all, all all the lads at work were uh just laughing about it they like left the meeting it was like all they took away <laughs> from it it's hard to see the picture funny. when you're in the frame that's really funny yeah <laughs> yeah uh what else is on the list anyway sorry i, I feel you i cut you off you were heading somewhere yeah this <laughs> So for for everyone's understanding, right now I'm hot spotting my <laughs> the the data off my phone uh, to facilitate this this call. So yes. if it comes out not perfect on the other end, uh, just appreciate the the fact that we are striving so hard to give you this great hard hitting content. Okay, it's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, We're doing it, you know. It's happening um okay hang on i never asked you but do you have any topics of conversation that you would like to share this week i was uh i was thinking about that so you confirmed or we confirmed earlier that we're going to be recording and i was like you know what i've done all week i've accomplished nothing <laughs> I'm, actually no I, I i i got like some like a lot of admin uh before i still have to call visa actually but uh, I got a lot of like that going out of the country stuff done um, before I yeah. left. Like I, put, I suspended my phone plan and and changed like uh, administrators on accounts and stuff so Cassie could do things while I was gone. Um, okay. But uh, I was thinking, <laughs> I got I got nothing. To, I had nothing concrete I've got that I wanted to, to, say. to talk about. Um, I could talk about all like the document. I went on this huge like. Been watching consuming a, Netflix content. A lot of a lot of Netflix and, and Amazon Prime. So I went through this like sort of like political, like tech kind of a thing and then into um mm-hmm. like the fantasy world. I finished the the boys on Prime. The boys. It's like this parody of superheroes. Which okay. if anyone hasn't watched The Boys, I highly recommend you do if you're okay with obscene gore. Um, it's oh, okay. kind of like picture, uh, what was that Frank Miller one that they did? The, uh, the Watchmen? Yes, 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 yes. I yeah. saw that one. Oh, I loved yeah. that so, movie. So these guys yeah. are super, it's, it's, well, the, yeah, the boys is kind of similar. It's about, uh, the boys refer to this group of people who are not superheroes. I think they work for the CIA okay. and they're basically trying to keep superheroes in check uh, because these superheroes are like they're incorrigible okay they are impunable they can't be stopped so these guys control the narrative like their company that they work for is like billion uber uber billionaire 
and um, and the story arc is pretty interesting because you you see the rise and fall of the superheroes in the public eye kind of thing and gotcha. they control the media message they control what gets out there what doesn't uh, and then they're they're super rich they, they own the message and uh, and they basically it's an interesting point of view on what people would do if they could get away with anything um, okay so really scary stuff because they're superheroes but uh really really interesting right story arc and like i said it's pretty pretty gruesome but there's some super funny scenes in it and i am a huge fan of the storyline um mm-hmm. the actual story itself there's a lot of aspects of the show i just don't really care for um, but that the story is good uh makes me like the show um cool. and then now i'm watching uh world's toughest race and uh eco challenge fiji what is, what is that so this race is is wild i guess eco challenges have been around for since like the early 90s i guess sorry is this like um, a on, on foot uh, it's actually on multiple modes of transportation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so I've seen, Spoiler alert. Yeah, so yeah. these guys are doing on foot. Uh, they're, you know, climbing up waterfalls and rappelling down some. And they're on stand-up paddle boards and uh, homemade rafts out of bamboo. And they're on, like, uh, outrigger canoes. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so this one that's on Amazon right now is uh, it's in Fiji. And it's 671 kilometers, and it's you have you have 11 days to finish it. And I think the, the team that won it finished in six or seven days, wow. which is absolutely wild. I did the math, and they averaged like four and a half or five kilometers an hour. Whoa! Um, wow. But just the it's it's I think my my the biggest thing I like about watching a show like this is it shows you uh, what the human spirit is capable of achieving when it puts its mind to something. Um, there's a team of 60-year-olds in this race. Holy shit. And they're dead last. Seriously. But they're making the time windows. They're making the, the cutoff times. Um, nice. There's a, there's a guy who's on one of the teams. Hey? Got, well, and that's it. Like, we, I know we, we talk in a bunch of other episodes about wanting to improve yourself. And I think one of the interesting things about, and not just the ego challenge, but any sort of um any activity that's pushing you to your limits whether mentally or physically so it could be uh like you know we like to go camping and you know where you're hiking between campsites or portaging and that's difficult and it puts you in uncomfortable situations and it allows you to realize that it is figure outable it is surmountable and you can overcome what you think Mm -hmm. you can't just because you're uncomfortable um so seeing like these guys you realize like (laughs) there's so many more ways you can continue to improve yourself um whether it's through like throughout your life yeah like there's no you you don't have to stop um and there's guys here that were retired and went back to help out another team that was less experienced or or whatever and it's like it just to me it's inspiring because it makes me want to continue i asked cassie to put in my that i got that big algonquin park map uh for christmas so I asked her to include that in the care package that she sends over so that I can plan routes while I'm gone. So I can continue to keep that as part of our lifestyle, which is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to realize you can overcome those situations. It's like Mm -hmm. you can look in a mirror and tell yourself you you can do it or you can 
put yourself in a situation where you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if that makes sense. Because it doesn't have to be a, a physical thing. It could be like, uh, you know, I'm going to take this class. I'm going to go to school again and take a new course and prove to myself that I can do this. I can learn the material, I can master it, and I can apply it. Or a new skill, um, mm-hmm. a sport, whatever. It doesn't have to be just put on a backpack and slog it through 670 kilometers of Fiji jungle. <laughs> that, yeah. Those are those are like... But that could be it if you want it to be. Yeah. I just think it's nice to... That's like life, a life goal and kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like... I think if you go into it with the right mentality too, so especially if it's a, a physically enduring event and not... Uh, a skill or mm-hmm. uh, a mental aptitude, say, um, approaching these challenges that you're going to lay out for yourself in such a way that achieving that challenge is not the end state, but right. but you're approaching that challenge with the idea that I will give it my best, I will put in my best, and where that takes me is what I'm looking for. So that way, if you don't achieve it for some reason, um, I mean, taking a course or learning a skill is probably more accomplishable than some of these really hard endurance activities, which you're more likely to not mm-hmm. complete just because, you know, you could slip and hurt yourself or you get hypothermia and just not finish it, right? So the idea is not to go in there saying the only way that this challenge is yeah. a success is if I complete it. It's I need to make sure that whatever happens throughout the attainment of this challenge i'm operating under the mindset that i'm giving it my all and i'm i'm honoring myself by putting in everything i have into achieving this that way if you fail you can say did i give it my mm-hmm. all yeah that's a great success i can try again or i can move yeah. on to something else i don't know if that makes sense yes because um only you know your personal limitations uh so whatever that looks like um I feel like that's so interesting because I feel like I've only been faced with like those kind of major uh I don't say self-doubts but like a physical a, a challenge that was physical that I felt like I couldn't accomplish like when we went camping mm. Jordan and I last summer I feel like at so many points I was like I'm regretting this so much. I hate this so much. I'm so, I don't want to be here. I just want to leave. I hope I fall down this cliff and injure myself so that I can get out of here more quickly. Like, I, I, that's not logical thinking, obviously. Um, But I feel like I found myself thinking these awful things so many times. And then to actually complete it and it be like I, I had done my own like I took every step I took to get in and out of there right like nobody else did those for me and so it was kind of like and how great did you feel by the end oh I I felt a huge relief honestly because I feel like the last maybe the last kilometer felt like the entire second day oh no in length like I was just like ready to be done and it's a mental game at that point because yeah. the second day I was just like, okay, pace yourself one step at a time, one step at a time. And I was just like in a good headspace. And then on the last day, I feel like I was just like ready to be done. 
and every step I took just felt longer and longer and longer instead of appreciating like oh look at everything you've accomplished look at the beautiful scenery around you like I just I kept trying to reframe like I'd catch myself and be like okay reframe Jenna reframe but then I just fall back into my own trap so to speak and it's just so interesting because i've also like given birth and i feel like my headspace during that whole experience was like my second day camping like i was just like you can do this like just one breath at a time one contraction at a time like it's you can do anything you set your mind to i feel like i'm trying to support what you were saying by by using these examples but yeah those are great examples um I think the difference is it's almost unfair. For sure, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same, but I feel like... I'm just kidding. No, but the thing is, is you you can't stop childbirth. Camping's way harder, is that what you said? I said, yeah, they got cut off. But you can't can't stop childbirth. You can't, like, just give up halfway through, like, I don't want to do this anymore. You could stop hiking hiking and take a break. So that's why I think it's it's unfair. No, but, but what's interesting, yeah, no, what's what's interesting is that uh, every every person I think in labor hits this point, and it's usually they call it transition, okay. and it's the point where you're like, I can't fucking do this, and that's usually about thirty minutes before your kid's born. Like, it's been recorded by so many professionals that like help women Mm -hmm. in labor or like OBs or whatever they're like yeah the second that you're like I can't do this anymore is usually when you're like about to turn the corner and be done if 30 minutes is the number interesting but that's still a super long time to be in that mental state yeah (laughs) yeah I mean you you've supported your wife through it so I feel like uh you're aware of how long those minutes are but it's funny because looking back because you're like half an hour that's like a tv show <laughs> but but looking back like i don't recall feeling how long it felt like right yeah i just, re- just... Re- yeah recalled the sensations and the emotions yeah. kind of thing yeah. so back to your point though um yeah sorry yes my point uh, yeah you, yeah you said it's not normal <laughs> yeah i think nike said that whatever we'll, we'll steal it um <laughs> Going back yeah. to the point, though, about, you know, all those negative thoughts that you were thinking, like, that's not normal. I was like, that, that's very normal when you're putting yourself in a physically uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. Um, what is not I normal suppose, yeah. is the ability to be efficient and adept at reframing, like you said. Um, right. Or understanding why. Do, I think a lot of the times, and I, I say this from experience because I've been in a lot of situations uh, where I was I'm about to embark on something very physically demanding. Um, as an example, I, I did, um, there's an event in New Mexico called the Batan Memorial Death March. Oh, yes. And it's, yeah. uh, White Sands Missile Range and it's 42 kilometers long with a rucksack. That's and, a uh, a lot of people run it like a race cause it's a, it's a marathon and like you're nervous because you don't know how you're going to do during it. And your biggest thing is like, For I sure. just don't want to not finish this. So you build up that fear yeah. in your mind. And that's what I think leads to a lot of that uncertainty and those negative thoughts. Um, but I think if you just, like we talked about before the show, if you do that fact check on your 
on your pre-race or your pre-event or your pre-hike day and you go you know That's i've true. trained for this i'm hydrated we've got a game plan i know exactly how to take you know this leg and this leg and this leg and, and we're going to get through this then it builds that confidence before you even start so you have to deal with that negative energy less mm-hmm. and that could go just i mean it's the physical accomplishments are easier to create examples for but i think you could apply that to anything you're trying to do that's above and beyond what you think you're currently capable of doing yes which i think i i feel like i've been hearing a lot about this kind of like subject matter recently um one of the podcasts i listened to uh leanne kreischer was the guest um she's uh bert kreischer's wife I feel like you're more familiar with Bert. I don't know if you're familiar with Leanne. I've, I've heard um, of her. But yeah, she, w- she ha- was mentioning that she w- had taken a university course uh, to kind of help. She's, she was wanting to write a um, memoir because she feels like she has all these stories <clears throat> that are like really, not just great stories, but like really almost important to share and so she wanted to write a memoir but she was like the idea of writing a memoir is too much like where do you start right and she decided like separate idea to go and um take a course at you in university and it was a writing course and like she has been a writer. She used to write professionally, um, right. I think, scripts and things like that um, before she had kids. And so she she was like, I wanted to get back into it, didn't know where to start, took this writing course. And basically each week they had to write a chapter for a book. Like Perfect. it just so happened. And so she was like, okay, well, like I'll write a chapter for the book each week and lo and behold kind of like by the end of whatever it was 15 weeks she had 15 chapters and the teacher was like super encouraging loved all her writing um he was like using her as one of the example students uh, in the class and so she was like all this uh doubt self-doubt that i had was immediately erased and this teacher was so proud of the work that I was doing and she explained to him you know what her goal was and how she didn't think it was possible but then you know halfway through the class she's like I, I think I could do this and he's like you will have 15 chapters of your book written basically by the end of this if you play your cards right essentially and um yeah so she was looking at it like oh writing a memoir that's a huge difficult accomplishment and that's too much. So I think I'm just going to do something small and manageable and stick with that. But then now she has like half of it written or maybe more, like depending on how much she wants to write. So it's kind of like you can do it. It's just looking at the final task is sometimes so overwhelming that you don't even bother to start. You're just yeah. like, no, I can't. That's such it's a too much. powerful right? example of how we should be framing problems in our mind too. I know and I keep coming back to phys- physical examples, but you know, a great analogy is, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. Um, 
we, we build the, the, mm-hmm. the problems in our minds so much. Like this podcast, for example, we talked about this a few yeah. times. And then next thing I know, you're texting me saying, hey, when do you want to record? I was like, holy shit, we're actually doing this. I didn't know how to start. I didn't know where to start. I, I had so many things in my mind that I thought we yeah. needed to do first. But like we're building it as we're going kind of thing. Um, yeah. 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 It's just. Yeah. And and I, I agree because I, I think I I will set myself back with the, the overwhelm of what needs to be done in order for this to work. But from what I've heard, it's just like, mm-hmm. just start the damn thing. Just do something. And if it doesn't work, fine. You tr- You started something and maybe it turns into something else. Right? So I feel like that's kind of the takeaway. Like, if you do something, it will result in something. Might not be the original intent, but you will have done, created, accomplished, or just like began a task. And yeah, just taking that first step and whatever part. the self self doubt or or lack of you know confidence in whatever project or whatever you're trying to do, you build it up so much in your head that you realize it's it's easy when you set it up in those manageable chunks. So it's not, it's not like, oh, crap, I'm never going to get to Everest. It's like, hey, let's yeah. just get to Nepal yeah. first and then maybe base camp and then we'll figure it out from yeah. there. But, yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll meet our, our guide and whatever. Yeah, yeah. go from so, there. So, I mean, I think that's something. And I know I don't do that well enough. Um, to quote Michael Scott, sometimes I think things are insurmountable um, <laughs> because I don't take enough t- – I don't take enough time to actually just break down what it is I'm trying to accomplish into those chunks and understand what those chunks entail. And next thing you right. know, you're kind of just following your own little map that you've created. Yeah. And then boom, we're Oprah rich because we got this super successful podcast because we're, we're breaking it down. I love that you keep, uh, what's the word? M- manifesting that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. that a lot. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, though. I've promised a lot of money to people if we do get that rich. So, just so you know. Damn it, Colin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not even paying for well, lights I, yet. Speaking of handing out money to people, this woman... <laughs> great, great segue. ...won the lottery in, like, Alberta. Uh, no, it was... Sorry, no, it, it must have been in, the, in Ontario. It's, like, the lotto 649. Anyways... And she won a million dollars and she like gave it all to her. She split it between her and her three daughters. And I was like, that's super generous. But also like the, I don't know. It just, I think it said a lot about who she is. And she said, like she was quoted in the, the article saying like, I, always said that if I won this money that I would split it with my daughters and I was like well like way to go to actually like uh not uphold but like to to stay true to your word you know follow through yeah like I don't Mm. I don't know I don't know how many people would actually say oh I'll give this person this much or this person this much if I win the lottery and then wins the lottery and then actually doles out that cash like that because i i think people could quickly get like very greedy or whatever but yeah start buying all the toys and then the 
Well, I know, I think <laughs> it's well documented that people who win the lottery do not get richer. It's true, yeah. They end up, after a certain amount of time, in the same financial situation they were before they won the lottery. Which yeah, I think, that's true. you know, on, on topic sort of thing for this episode, if there is one, is like developing good habits early for when yeah. these windfalls, uh, you know, occur, that you're in a, you know, a mental, physical, financial position, uh, you know, you're educated enough to understand uh, how to take best advantage of whatever's happened uh, to reap the greatest reward. So if like, if you won $50 million today, like, how do you know how to, how it's taxed? How do you know where to invest? It? How do you know how to donate some of it? How do you know how to give some of it away? Protect yourself so that you're yeah. not just, you know, I'm sure most people would like pay off, you know, mortgages and cars and stuff like that. Debt. But yeah, a lot of these people end up, I don't know, instead of investing a good chunk of it, they probably go to the casino and try to make more or just these lavish trips or, make you know, more. like renting yachts and shit just to live that Instagram lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a really yeah. interesting point of view. Like, and maybe that's another reason why she gave away some of the money so that she's like what am i gonna do with this well yeah what are you gonna do I'd, yeah are you just gonna hold it and wait till you die and then it's their inheritance anyway or let them yeah. enjoy the money while you're there to enjoy it with them or that's true are you nervous about how you're going to handle the funds so before you squander it all away you know give some of it away so it's not wasted i don't know mm -hmm. i often think mm -hmm. about what i would do if i won the lottery and it's not looking good so far. I don't buy too yeah. many tickets. What would you do? Well, oh yeah, I I I would pay off the mortgage. I probably wouldn't pay off the cars. I'd probably just buy new cars. Um, Cassie's like is getting up there cash. anyway. Yeah, cold hard cash. You can yeah. really negotiate when you're dealing with cash. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I would definitely. I've already thought about like which family members or friends are going to get a good chunk of money. Um, for the readers, I winked at Jenna, implying that I would like give parents, them I feel like would be on the priority list. Oh yeah, I'd like I'd pay off my parents' mortgage. I'd, <laughs> the I'd readers, for... lol. Did I say readers? <laughs> I meant listeners. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would <laughs> parents' houses. Uh, it needs a, a few repairs, so I would pay to have that done. And mom and dad, I would probably try to pay for them to go on vacation, so then just give them a bunch of fun money. Same with the in-laws and brothers and all that kind of stuff. And and then we donate a pile and just invest the rest for our, our future so I could be financially independent and not have to worry about it. Sorry, anymore. I'll get you to repeat yourself because you cut out there for the last couple Basically of Basically just said, I'd be really nice about it, give a lot of it away, help people, donate, invest, and then have some fun money and then be financially independent. That's smart. What would you do? I, I don't want to say I've thought about this a lot because I really haven't. I feel like Jordan and I have had a few conversations, and the first thing I say is, I don't want to win money. And he's like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, I don't want to win money. I don't think that that's... What do you do with money that you didn't earn, that you don't feel like you deserve? That's why people spend it. That's why people throw it away. Oof. You know what I mean? Like it. Not that like you should... Ugh, I keep seeing all these things. Your worth is not, does not belong to a dollar value, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I realize that. But 
if we're going to look at things plainly, like I did not earn that money. All I did was get lucky. And well, I would like to think I do responsible things, um, such as pay off debts and things like that. Um, I would love to like buy land and do something like build a house or something like that. Mm. Um, I like that idea. Hopefully put money away so that our son can go to school if he so chooses or travel the world or something to help him in the future. Um, help my mom out depending on how much I won, I guess, uh, help my brother as well. I mean, I don't have that many people, uh, that I would like immediately throw money at really. Uh, but I think the smartest thing and sounds selfish, but I feel like I would try and invest the money and live off of like the savings or interest that grows on it. Um, just cause you could have a very comfortable life and not have to worry if you played your cards right with the yeah. money that you win. Um, cause I feel like it does, it would feel nice to be able to help everybody else. Uh, but I think I'd be able to help everybody else indefinitely if like I were to be yeah. smart about the investment of money and um not just like sort of like a teach a man to fish versus yeah just buying so a I, fish I, you know what i mean maybe i invest this money and then i can help my mom out with uh, i don't know other things in the future i, I don't know yeah it's, it's hard to i feel like i'd want it to last longer than just the immediate yeah, I always think about it from a long-term point of view, like take care of retirement first kind of thing and then and then work backwards. So I, I had two thoughts yeah. while you were recounting your very Working conservative right. yeah. approach yeah. to winning the lottery. Uh, number one is you are married to the one person who would make sure that the money <laughs> did not get wasted. So I think that's a okay. good thing. Um, but number two, you said money you didn't earn. I know. I know. He already oh, yeah. knows every yeah. dollar. Like, we haven't even won the money. And he's like, I know um, exactly every cent that I would. Yeah, yeah, he's got it all. And I love him for that. Just, like, I'm I'm giving him the, the a hard time. Was, but, yes, I think oh that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and also. It, it may be. Sorry. You said I think our audio is overlapping, isn't it? Okay. Oh, uh, this is great. This is great. I love no, this. I was, I, you were going to say um, something. I was just trying to lead it. You said money that you didn't earn, but it's like winning Settlers of Catan. You're playing a game and you've won the, you've won the game. So it's yeah. not, you didn't earn the money. You just won the money because you played the game. It's the lottery. It's not. You didn't work for it, no, but you entered into a game with mm -hmm. thousands of other participants and you just won. Mm. So it's, I don't think it's... If you reframe it that way, you might feel less guilty about winning a buttload of money. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I don't buy tickets, so I'm not going to win. Yeah, I was going to say, there's only one way to find out we're going to win the lottery. We should pursue this with like a devilish vigor and like just all of our spare money in the lottery tickets. 
all, all of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that would never fly with Jordan. He would not support that. No, I, I don't think so. Start getting into like scratch, scratch off tickets and shit. Those those ones where you just flip them open. Yeah, <laughs> but they like the cherries or whatever. Yeah, you buy them and immediately stand over the trash to open them because you know they're not going to win anything. <laughs> Walk right to the trash. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Good old days. I feel like it's it's uh, one of those things that I don't really know um, till I got there. I feel like I would enlist the assistance of somebody much wiser than I uh, with their finances. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's one of those, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yes. Agreed. I have a feeling... Yeah. ...that we should probably end this episode soon. Yeah, no, let's go. <laughs> Only because I think... We can keep going. I have yeah. no issues with it. But I feel like my computer is going to stop working soon. Yeah. Momentarily. Like, my audacity is not responding uh, right Yeah, now. no problem. Our, uh, yeah, I was going to say, stable. you've cut out a, a, a few times, so any... I don't want to, like, uh, over extend our, our technical capabilities. So, yeah, no problem. I, I feel like this was a good... Uh, spot to to conclude yeah i don't want to i don't want to test the uh listeners patience either yes this will be with with (laughs) us explaining why things aren't working instead of just talking about stuff yeah (laughs) all right so uh with with that hopefully okay i i don't think i'll be able to record for the next week or so no worries because of the nature of how we're living when i get over there yeah once you get Um, settled we'll uh, resume yeah. For everyone out there, yeah. All right. Talk to and you so in a few weeks. On that note, thank you all for joining us and peace.